In this episode of The Full Nerd, the state of 4K PC gaming, an Intel crazy VR build, and what's up with our builds. Welcome to The Full Nerd, episode 31, recorded on September 11th, 2017. I'm Gordon Maung with co-host Brad Charkas and Elaine Yee. Controlling the vertical and horizontal is Dan... Oh, I, hey, I still oh, have Dan's name from last oh, week. What? He's Sorry. Wrong <laughs> what? what I Did like is I'm reading do? directly off the, the screen. Man, though. I. <laughs> is Adam. Oh, his feelings are hurt. I don't have Man. his name written down, so his I don't remember what it is. I've now. been, I've been gone for the uh, single episode, and you already replaced me. Wow. And controlling How the vertical rude. and horizontal is Adam Patrick Murray. Hey, you know what? Uh, I had some fun on an airplane with a PC. Really? Uh, yeah. Oh, last week, uh, I took a trip to New York, uh, and rather than taking my 15 inch macbook pro that is company issued uh, i was like hey uh do we have any 13 inch dell xps 13s uh you know that yeah. i can take on the plane and, and man that was a great pc laptop or a, a, a laptop like for on the plane it was just so oh, like yeah, compact yeah, yeah. 13s and i can awesome. get so much done and it like no bezel i mean i you know that, that keyboard is a little small but you're on an airplane you know like this I, I even I, by Dell and yeah. Also, <laughs> inside. on the dun, way dun, back, dun. I I partially edited the video really? uh, that I had shot in New York. Yeah, on a, on a Dell XPS yeah. thirteen dual core. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So, and I I'm going to bring this up because if if Dell if Damon at and you don't know this inside baseball, if Damon at, at Dell is watching, I I am going to send them back. I just have to find the boxes. <laughs> Adam did ask to borrow one. I said, do you want to borrow a different brand? Because I know he would. But yes, we. But now, of course, you get your free shout out. So you did this not. I don't want to derail this because we're going to talk about state of 4K gaming. But um, and we are going to actually keep it to one hour. We're on time for the first time ever. We're going to keep it to one hour. But I had the same experience. I always thought now there's rumors of the new Intel. No, no, it's confirmed, right? It's confirmed. Quad core in the. Yes. Okay, it is confirmed. I don't even know what we can talk about. <laughs> <laughs> but quad core and an ultrabook, which is like like this. This is an ultrabook. Yes. This is These an HP both. Spectre. These are both actually. Even HP though it's Spectres. got an Apple sticker on it, just to just to troll you. And I was like, what do I want a quad core CPU and something this light for, right? Because it's just like you think I'm just going to do Chrome, or, uh, you know, browser, email, normal kind of office stuff. I'm not going to really. What, what the hell do I need a quad core CPU for? But did you find it didn't didn't hurt you? Because I actually was like. I had to convert some surround 360 surround video. I was like, oh, I wish I had a quad core for this. Now, of course, because I'm saying it didn't make any sense. Now I'm like, I really need a quad core for this. Well, so I, I didn't uh, I didn't export it because I was like, eh, I'm going to do the final color correction on a bigger screen. Okay. Like, I'm mm-hmm. not comfortable with that screen. So, uh, you know, uh, you don't know. So, so I, I didn't export. But I mean, through through the editing, I mean, I, I had multi-cam footage in there. I had, uh, you know plenty of effects layers on like it, it was it ran fine i mean i the i think i got pretty close in the ram because that's only 16 gig in there i think so yeah like i couldn't really run chrome and premiere at the same time but yeah it was yeah. it was great I, I had a good time with it so and that's gonna be tough because you can't really i don't think there's lpddr4 and much quantity yet and that's affordable so they're all they're all going to mostly be 16 gigs max mm. with lpddr3 mm. so so. But I just thinking, you know, you get an XPS 13, you get this quad core eighth gen, whatever the heck it is part. <laughs> and then you got the, and NVIDIA's got this new Pascal, super low end power, super low power, not necessarily faster than a previous Maxwell gen part, but more power efficient. And I mean, you, you could theoretically get, because I, you know, Acer did it in a, in a surface clone, you could theoretically get discrete graphics and a quad core CPU and something this light and thin, which is insane. Which yep. I mean, for somebody like me, like like I said, I was I was traveling, so I would typically you know have something beefier. Uh, but since I was traveling, I was like, I need something real small but powerful, and and that was great. So I, I'll I would happily take a quad core because uh, I With think I, I, I'd be able your, to use it. Yeah, yeah, for the acceleration for the CUDA acceleration premiere, you really could. I mean. The world will be different in, the, in 2017. We are going to be in a different world for these ultrabooks. I, I got in the admit. second half. Yeah, second half. Well, then do you think do you think well, Max Q is going to hit quarter. any of that stuff? Uh, I you know I think mm. Max Q is probably too tough. You know, I mean, these are the CPU itself is 15 watts. I can't imagine that you're going to put anything in there discrete wise that's going to be that much more. 
relatively right. speaking. And, like that's, and even on this new NVIDIA Pascal part, it's not really, they're not, they're saying, I think maybe 20%, 25% faster than the, you know, like a 940MX, which, you know, you got to admit the 940MX, uh, some of the Intel Iris Plus parts, they were like stepping right up to that, that 940 yeah. part. So this does keep them a little ahead, but I think NVIDIA is really going for, uh, you know, the compute performance out of this. So I, uh, for because they're all if you look at the website for this new nvidia part it's all about uh, premiere it's all about photoshop all about the cuda performance so they're not really pushing it as a gaming part although it does it does perform a little better so well we've totally hijacked that sorry now you, the thing that you care you know about you're watching a show called the full nerd when Br- that was the introduction that was the intro <laughs> i just Brad I, is like, I love it when Gordon always starts the episode and he says, not to go off the rails or anything. And then, like, it's just a segue for like 10 minutes. Off the rails. <laughs> if you have kids, your, your, your kids will love trains. Choo choo. Okay. Kids love trains. Brad is here to talk about the cool stuff, though, uh, which is the state of 4K gaming. Uh, I was asking Brad before this, like, so what now? What's changed in 4K gaming? That that's so. Now. What changed this year is uh, obviously the Radeon Vega parts just came out, and earlier this year, much earlier this year, the GTX 1080 Ti. So a couple years ago, I think it was November 2015. So just you know, less than two years ago, we started this article, the State of 4K Gaming, to kind of get a feel for what you need in your PC if you're going to be looking to get into 4K gaming. At the time, you had to spend a minimum of like $1,300 on a monitor and a graphics card to be able to play at 4K. It wasn't even that great 4K. It was like, uh, you know, with the help of a FreeSync or G-Sync monitor, the higher-end cards like the Fury X and the 980 Ti could hit 45-plus. So with the FreeSync or G-Sync, it could smooth out. That that level was 1300 bucks less than two years ago. <clears throat> so I went through everything again just now, uh, or earlier this week or last week, I forget, uh, to see where things stand. Now that Vega's out, GTX 10 Series here, 1080 Ti is here. And you can still spend that much money just on your monitor and a graphics card. But that's only if you're looking for the highest end performance. Like if you're looking to get a GTX 1080 Ti with a fancy G-Sync monitor, you can still spend 1400 bucks. But if you want to get into 4K gaming with something like a Vega 56, uh, theoretically, if it was selling at MSRP, uh, and a FreeSync monitor, you can get into 4K gaming for about $700, $750 right now. So it's come down almost half in under two years. And that would be 60 frames a second or... The free sync requirement, I'm guessing, is saying a little less yeah. than that sometimes. Yeah, that's the thing. Uh, one of the exciting things about now is that there's like different tiers you could get into. So like, I consider the entry level for 4K gaming to be a Vega 56 or a GTX 1070, which isn't going to hit 60 frames per second in 99% of modern games. But if you pair it with a free sync or G-Sync monitor... You'll have a totally fine experience because I know I've played on these myself with the free sync or G sync. It makes it up pretty well. But, so an- another question I have, though, is then the, that 60 frame percent, 60 frames per second requirement <clears throat> that all sort of PC gamers sort of want that holy grail of gaming. That's what you need your minimum. That's a very that's at ultra to very high, basically maxed out settings in a game. Uh, it depends on what level of graphics card you're buying. For this, you're probably going to want, if you get a GTX 1070 or a, you know, uh, a Vega 56, you probably want to go to high, which is a step down below ultra, which I think is honestly the sweet spot of gaming anyway, because it still looks great. And it ultra typically just gives you a crazy performance hit and it's not worth it. So, yeah, you know, that kind of brings up what, um, Roger was saying. We, we interviewed Roger at CES and he was saying, you know what? You know, I, I know everybody likes, they always want to shoot for ultra. They want the very high and all this. They want to slide everything to the right side of the screen. But, you know, it doesn't really get you much. It should nope. He's saying, yeah, are, are we being sort of led astray? Should we really, because the developers aren't really putting all the effort into making these ultra truly ultra. They But they just, they just kill performance. So, you mm-hmm. know, maybe 4K at medium to, to high. I personally, I mean, I have like all the latest graphics cards because I'm the graphics card tester. And I, my go to whenever I boot up a new game is to go to high, unless I'm performance testing, because I find that's the best mix of performance and eye candy. Huh. So, so Brad, question for you. When you are playing on high with like, say, mm-hmm. 1070, are you still leaving on anti aliasing or are you turning that off because it's 4K? 
Um, it depends on the game. I try it first with none because a lot of games you honestly don't need it unless you have a gigantic screen. Uh, if I find I need it, I start at the low end to work my way up to find where it's acceptable. Hmm. Usually you don't need it or you barely need it. So that actually greatly helps with frame rates. Huh. All right. I should try that. Cause yeah, at home I have a Dell 27 inch 4k, but it's not G sync. You know, I, I do a lot of work on it. So I needed the 4k, but I have a 1070 and yeah, for the most part, you know, I'm able to run stuff, but yeah, usually high is, is, is the sweet spot except for things like doom, which, you know, are crazy optimized. So you play 4K 1070 high, right? Yes, yes, somewhere around there. And, and you know, yeah, I'll, I'll mess around with which sliders I, I think are more important to me. Like I, I always prefer a good draw distance so I can kind of you know see things as they show up and and you know yeah take down other things. So so like for me, I at home I play in a 1080 on a 1600p panel. Um, I'm old school. I run everything to the right because, you know, why not, right? <laughs> Something's not right. If I wanted low resolution, I'd, I'd get a console, right? So <laughs> oh, I run no, everything to the right. just had to slip that right in. Just had to slip that in. Uh, is there anything you convince me? Like, do I really need 4K? What do I get out of it? I, I play in a 30-inch monitor, right? Old school, mm-hmm. you know, cold cathode, <laughs> cold cathode uh, backlighting. It's, you know, it gets hot. It's just ancient. I'm like, I mm-hmm. guess 4k would be nice, but I kind of think like, do I really need it? Cause for me, I sort of think 4k with my vision, I need minimum of 32 inches on the panel. Do you, is it really worth it? Um, it's funny. Cause I was talking with uh, Ed from Sapphire on this. He left a comment on a PT world Facebook post and we were chatting back and forth. I honestly think for most gamers, considering the price of a monitor and the kind of graphics firepower you need to run 4K gaming, I still think that an ultra-wide monitor, so like 3440 by 1440, I think it is, or a 1440 high refresh rate monitor is probably still the sweet spot. Right. Especially because if you like really high frame rates, like a lot of people don't even want to play at 60, they want to play at 100 plus, uh, and you can't get that in 4K right now. Right now, 4K monitors are 60 hertz, so... I think the sweet spot's still 1440p. 1440 at high refresh, hmm. right? Yep, yep. Or ultra-wide. I really, I have a hankering for ultra-wide. I, I kind of want to upgrade to ultra-wide <laughs> really? monitor. It takes, it takes, it's so pretty, and it takes a lot less GPU power, too, because even though it has a ton of pixels, it has significantly less than 4K. Well, what's the, uh, the game support on those? Uh, have it, they've typically been pretty good? Um, it's getting better. It's going in the opposite direction of multi-GPU support. <laughs> Multi-GPU yeah. support is getting worse. Yeah, I have to admit that. Uh, I, I got to say that, uh, yeah, uh, everyone in the chat on, on YouTube at least, uh, you know, thinks 4K is kind of a gimmick, or you know, they they would much rather have a high refresh rate uh, or or ultra wides like uh, like Brad was saying. So. Yeah, you it's, know, like, like I said, for me, you know, 4K, I, I need it for editing and stuff like that. Right. But, you know, like if I if it was just purely gaming, yeah, I'd probably check out a G-Sync or yeah. something. Gordon, I really, it? really like it for like strategy games in particular, because you can just see a lot more of the map. And if you can see more of the map, you can kick a lot more ass. So Sims are nice, too, when I've when I've tried it. Yeah. Have you not tried Ultra Ultra Wide? Wide? Yeah. Have you not tried I, Ultra I Wide have. Before? I have not done a lot of game. I, you know, you know, one of my favorite games is World of Warships and ultra wides are awesome for that because instead of looking at this, you're looking at this and you sort of get the cheat in a way because you're you can sort of see the ships over here and you can it's it's in it's yeah. an advantage. I think I you will should try that. it. Well, but see, I play, you know, I, I'm at, on 1610 and I basically have an ultra wide. I just have an ultra tall, too. So I, I get the extra top and bottom. So I'm 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 not really sold on ultra wide myself, but. I I really if I had it if I had the money right now I would do a high refresh rate um uh, 1440p panel that that's that's sort of like my fantasy is is an IPS 1440 because I I do like a little more color accuracy so if I could get 12144 that that Asus panel that uh we had you know last year that's a that was a beautiful panel for that so for the light bleed in the corner but i think that'd be awesome that's sort of like my fantasy panel that, that, that was that. pretty yeah well and, and yeah that's another thing that the panel quality on those ultra wides like i think it was it the the predator with the 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 curved oh that uh, was ultra wide the the predator 21x the laptop no no the the screen we got in last oh, year yes, like yes. The, oh yes oh man that was no no actually you're thinking about the different you're thinking about the or there's an origin 
and a lot of a lot of people made it. There's an all-in-one. It was an incredible all-in-one. Basically, somebody figured out how to glue a mini ITX <laughs> oh, motherboard. Yeah, yeah. That's what it was. That's what it was. And a full-size video card and yeah. water cooling inside of an all-in-one. The thing is, just like the, it just hammered in the performance. But that screen was just that panel was just, quality was real bad. It was like right on the border oh. of like a deal breaker. It, it was, was just sad. You remember? It was like if you had your head in a brace and you didn't turn it, it was fine. But like, Wait, oh, so, I can't see so anything. Better or worse than that Dell Latitude budget gaming? Uh, oh, it was better was, than that. That was like okay. that 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 screen they used was a low bar of like <laughs> the lowest bar of that was like pretty bad. TN but it panels. was it really was almost a deal breaker. But I have seen better widescreen. Um, um, the, actually, the Predator was better. So the one you're thinking of is the Predator G Sync. That was actually the off axis was better than that. But whatever vendor that uh, then for that all in one that basically everybody sourced for that it was just sort of like it's just like oh just it would kill you if you bought it almost it was but it was just so nice to get all in one with. That was upgradable. If you bought that thing, you could upgrade it. You could put a full size video card. They had a Titan X, non Pascal, non P in it, and and a, and a eight core pro- processor in an all in one, which it was is crazy. desktop processor too, right? And it was a desktop processor, and it was in a socket. And you know, we're talking back then. Of course, it was probably a, um, a Broadwell E or something, but still. Yeah, that was nice. Uh, we got a good question on uh, on YouTube from Fact of Reality TV. Uh, <coughs> he's asking, do, 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 "Whoops, missed it." Uh, what do you feel about the minimum uh, disc requirement for read and writes for fluid gaming, especially for something like 4K or, or uh, oh, high refresh rates? You know, the minimum what question. requirement? Uh, he's saying how much of an impact of on the uh, on drive so so drive IO is SSD, how much is it? HDD does that really hurt any of the f- 4K gaming my experience of course I don't play a lot of 4K is that, are you finding what are you running in I, your machine I, uh, I just 50, have a 400 RPM hard drive WD no. green drive <laughs> if you're if you're having a GTX 1080 and a 4K monitor you probably have an SSD and if you have an SSD then there's nothing to worry about I haven't tested a 4K machine with a traditional hard drive so yeah <laughs> why would you do that you know, I, well, some gotta, people use it some people store their games on a secondary drive and use that as like long-term storage uh, yeah I personally like to swap the, the games I'm actively playing over to my SSD for the better results so yeah. I can understand the question I just don't I don't have an answer for it yeah so um, my answer though is I, I for the most part um it, it doesn't really matter unfortunately and I will say that because I like things that push hardware things that go wow this is so much better it's worth it for me to buy it, but game developers, by and large, are very conservative. They're not going to go out and they're going to. And I, let me give me rewind the clock back even further to the early two thousands or mid two thousands. Intel was pitching people on their SSDs because it actually improved game performance, and and this. <laughs> This is actually true. On the original Crisis, if you ran it with an SSD, you got better frame rates, which is crazy, right? And if it's just something with the way Crisis loaded in the levels, for some reason, it did affect performance. Um, and then Intel was saying, hey, you know, by the way, we're trying to work with the developers. So, you know, there's no there's none of those level pauses, you know, you're, because you'll be running an on, on an SSD. It'll be optimized for an SSD. The game will just be completely fluid and you're just not going to get these lags from loading in levels. Well, developers have figured out, you know, we're loading it. They're they're loading it in without affecting performance. But the bar is still pretty low. They're not going to go out and say, oh, yeah, we made this for a 960 Pro. If you have a 960 Pro, it's going to be awesome. <laughs> Everybody else below that, if you've got your entry-level, super cheap-ass TLC SSD, yeah, it's going to suck. Well, developers can be like, then we're going to get burned to hell in the Steam, right? People can say, it doesn't run well on my $5 SSD. So, unfortunately, it doesn't really impact it. They are very clever about loading in all the textures, loading in all the assets without impacting game performance as much as possible. Um, I know we all kind of wish they would go and say, oh, yeah, you know, you know, use all the hardware we have. But at the same time, I will say most people then will say, oh, my God, this game is so badly optimized. When the opposite <laughs> is like, no, we've optimized it for good hardware, not your cheap hardware. <laughs> but then people say, no, you're not optimized. Well, you don't have a tri-sli system. Well, <laughs> no, but nobody supports that. You know, so I, you know, it's, it's tough being a game developer. So, Well, so uh, <clears throat> fact of reality TV, uh, he, he's following up. Uh, he's saying he really wants to test your knowledge on this subject, Gordon. So he, he's really he wants to hold your feet to the fire here. He's saying specifically his question is, uh, what's the minimum data rate to run a smooth 60 frames a second at 4K? Uh, he's once again, he's tw- testing your 
knowledge. Calling you out, Gordon. I would say, you know, and again, I, I don't play on a 4K machine. Realistically, it's going to change, right? Some games, for the most part, most games are not going to be I.O. bound, right? So I don't know. I, honestly, I don't know. And actually, this is one of the things Adam and I were talking about testing because uh, we want to be able to test. Like, let's build identical boxes. You know, this is an argument you hear all the time. Um, most gamers will say you don't need an NVMe drive. Just go with the SATA drive, right? Because you're getting bang for the buck. You're getting a lot of capacity. Who cares if it's SATA? No games are going to need more than, you know, 500 meg read writes. You don't need that 1.5 gigs. We want to test that in a game to see if it makes difference. I could imagine there might be some games that like, yeah, you know what? Not even 4K, but if you're running, um, what was that? Um, wasn't Far Cry was the one that came out wildlands or something right that was just ghost recon wildlands oh my god that thing barely loaded if you had like a raid nine six it just like it would just take forever just to load anyway yep. so i there's some things yeah it might i will say there's some things that it will make a difference um but i don't think it's because the developer says yeah we're gonna go out and we're gonna make it so you need you know you need 1.5 gigs read write to, to run our game it's because they're like well we didn't have time to to optimize this for the people running those 300 meg SATA drives. So, you know, it is what it is. So that's my answer. It is something we do want to test, but I would say the vast majority of games, they're not, it's not going to kill you. It's not like the, you're going to like lose the game or the, I don't think it's going to impact your frame rates like it did with crisis. Was, I have a, was weird. Oh, side effect. Go ahead. I'll I stop talking. <laughs> In my personal system, I have a 7,200 RPM hard drive that I use for a bunch of games. And there's been a few games I've played directly off of that at 4K with uh, GTX 1080. And it does take forever compared to an SSD to load a stage, to load a level, to get into the game. Mm. But once the actual game is going, I haven't experienced any issues that make me go, wow, this is clearly, you know, this hard drive can't handle 4K. Which makes sense, the the caching of the actual, especially what about an open world? Because, you know, usually it's caching on the fly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, clearly it's going to be a little smoother with, I mean, not like, no, none of us are saying go back to a hard drive. No way. But <laughs> what we're saying is, yeah, it's unfortunate that I don't think these high performance NVMe drives are. You know, it would be fun to test. It would be fun to test Intel Optane hard drive on a 7200 mm. RPM with a 4K gaming mm -hmm. open world game. Yeah, that'd be interesting because I I, I kind of wonder because you know it only you only really get the performance the first time you cache it so um, it will help with the OS load. Yeah, I I don't know if it's gonna. I know they they did say it made a difference. You know, generally I'm gonna say go with a pure SSD most of the time. But back to the issue nice. at hand. Oh, uh, <laughs> yes, three sync. Uh, if you're getting anything below a GTX 980, uh, 1080 Ti, it's not going to reliably hit 60 frames per second in most 4K games, the modern ones at least. So if you're playing Witcher on yeah. a GTX 1080, if you're playing you know, a bunch of the modern games, you're not going to hit 60 frames per second reliably on either a Vega 64 or a GTX 1080. So FreeSync and G-Sync can really help coming into play there. And that's where that was AMD's pitch for Vega 64. Uh, free sync can be a lot cheaper and it truly can be. You can find 300 to 400, $500, uh, free sync displays that are 4k. Uh, whereas realistically you're going to spend $500 plus on a G sync display mm. with a for 4k, but G-Sync has a bunch of extra quality of life features that FreeSync don't. And if you start to add, look for monitors that have those extra quality of life features in FreeSync, it's going to be comparable when you add the two up. So if you want to get in bare bones, you could go with a, like a Vega 56 if you can find one at the actual 400 sale price. And a $300 monitor be gaming for 700 bucks, Or you could step up to a Vega 64 and a GTX 1080. All those I would recommend a sync monitor if you can. What what do you think is generally your your buy-in then for 4K like everything? So because clearly you need a new new panel, you're not going to be playing with your old one. Um, we're talking fifteen hundred bucks then maybe. To oh, you can 2K. get you, you can get in there for less with monitor. You mean for the whole PC? The whole. Well, I'm talking about just the graphics card in the monitor. Okay. Is what I did. Oh, mind. I see. That works. And you can get down to seven hundred bucks realistically if you can find Vega fifty six at its selling price, oh, which doesn't <laughs> so. seem very likely at the yeah. moment. So realistically, you're looking at closer to eight hundred bucks. Are you so. even able to buy if, it in those packs right now? 
you can. A whole bunch just turned up on Newegg because uh, they're all selling for seven hundred dollars. Uh, <laughs> nobody's buying. <laughs> well, so, not even the not even the the um, the miners. No, that's not that card's not worth oh, it so compared to the five eight. Huh. So what's explaining the shortage? Sorry to. to we don't know. A mixture of some people might be mining. There are actually AMD enthusiasts who've been waiting for this card to pair with a free sync monitor who want the card. And I wouldn't be surprised if there's a stock shortage. Somewhat related to this, part of uh, I touched on it in the article. This article is focused on like the best quality 4K kind of a deal. Like some people do game at 4K with a 1060 or a 580 and just drop things to medium so that they can get a good frame rate. But with uh, how much graphics cards are selling for these days if you're willing to make that kind of visual compromise anyway you might actually save money and be better getting a uh, playstation pro or xbox one x no (laughs) (laughs) well actually that's that's what i was going to ask about uh you know how how much of an impact does consoles uh moving trying to move into 4k uh have on the pc do you you think you know that's going to help push the pc forward as well uh well, PCs already has 4K <laughs> textures and stuff, so it's not like it's adding anything new. No, but but uh, I mean, I mean, at least like you know, <clears throat> getting it more widely accepted. You know, that that people are going to be like, oh wow, I should get a, a 4K monitor on my on my desktop. The thing that really interests me is the Xbox One X because that's going to support FreeSync monitors. And Microsoft's already starting to work in keyboard and mouse support into some Xbox games. So in these days where RX 580 is selling for 400 to $500 plus, a $500 Xbox console that you can play on a FreeSync monitor doesn't seem so bad. Even though you're losing out on all the other wonderful things you get from PC games. You won't <laughs> yeah. get Steam sales. Yes, but you yeah. do you get pay- that uh, Blu-ray player. So I guess, you know, depends yeah. on what your needs are. I'm already working on a mod for the Xbox. One X. It's actually pretty cool. Here so it comes. It's a, no, no. <laughs> Look, I've already filed for patents. All right. It you take the Xbox One X and uh, it's going to let you mount it vertically, mm. and then okay. um, when there's mouse and keyboard support. Okay. And then we're also going to add. It's got the Blu-ray drive, mm-hmm. and then we're going to be able to load Windows on it. Okay. <laughs> well, and then, it, it already, it already has, actually yeah. does run a form of Windows. On well, it. it'll actually be Windows, it actually and then is. you'll be running your PC. No, okay. come on. <laughs> it actually runs off Wind- like a modified version of Windows 10. No, I understand that, but I just I don't I don't think it really is is ever gonna. Mm-hmm. I don't think it'll help. Gordon, it's the future. Okay, I'm going to get you one for Christmas. Yeah, uh, that's all you're going to use. You know, they're on the Xbox One S is on sale right now for like crazy low prices really yeah i think they're just trying to get fire sale it's like 200 bucks right now for a 500 gig one that's not bad yay that's great (laughs) (laughs) but i'm i'm i've totally lost track of what was i oh so brad you mentioned and let's see how much time we have we have we have 30 minutes left brad you mentioned earlier people who crank it down to medium to play at 4k Mm -hmm. now to me it's like uh, does that make sense wouldn't you rather just run 10 1080, a lower res at higher quality settings, say high to very high. That's what I would do. But, I mean, if you have a 4K display for work or something like that, and you only have a 580, and you really want that extra, you know, on-screen real estate, it is possible. Personally, like, I have a 4K monitor, and depending on the game, I already drop it down to 1440p just to hit that consistent 60. I'm a a much bigger fan of frame rates over graphical quality. Yes, same for me. Because I, I, I will say with PC gaming, you know, and you know, we just earlier said going from high to very high to ultra, a lot of times you don't really see that much, right? You can do like if you stop it, take a screenshot and then capture it and then look at it under a microscope, you can sometimes see. But going to medium in That's a lot a of PC games, whew, it looks like it looks like it looks like a console. Like a, I didn't say it. <laughs> you it were going like to say it. You were going to say it. arguable, though. Like at that point, it's just like depends how well they've optimized, you know? So yeah. Sometimes, it, sometimes it, it still looks a little better. Yeah. Almost, sometimes console looks better. Maybe sometimes. But I just kind of think like there's some kind of like universal memo that went out to all game developers on the PC that said medium. It's all you can make it as ugly as you want. It's like medium is always just like it is just like a blurry past, you know, like oh, pastelish colors and just 
Maybe they figured One out of my favorite things to do is to put uh, <laughs> Grand Theft Auto Five everything jacked except for the textures on medium, <laughs> and it is just the most garish, ridiculous thing you'll ever see. In That's your a life. good idea. That like actually that. would be a great topic. So we should just like do comparisons, just like because it just like yeah, because I I because I did run some games for CPU tests that like you know low to medium or whatever. It's just it's it's pretty ugly. It's it's pretty ugly. And I try it on laptops too, right? Because some game, a lot of games. You're going to be playing games at, at medium settings, and it's it's us. I think I kind of feel that medium is for the people who are just happy to be able to play that game. That's true, that and system. we should not. We should welcome them. And I don't think that it's necessarily designed for people who have you know spent the money on good equipment. <laughs> yeah, that's true. No, that's a very good point. Because I mean, if we didn't, if we don't, if we don't welcome those people to you know, those are the people that are going to go like, wow, if I buy a you know hundred fifty dollar GPU, I can get so much better graphics quality right? right so that's or even people who now in this new era of you know quad core stuff with the mx150 that they might say hey like i took this on the plane with me but let's see if i can still like get like another hour in this game even though it's not going to look great right so as long as there's power it's, it's, on there's the a time and place for it yeah no i yeah i guess but just uh, yeah Medium is just ugly. I just. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying that it's going to be the best thing for your eyes. All I'm just right. saying there's time and place for it. It's, it's not as bad as it's only ugly to you because we're used to the high stuff. Like if you don't have a console or you don't have a PC and you throw a GTX 1050 or whatever in a PC, you'd be like, wow, this looks surprisingly good for a hundred dollars. Yeah. Compared to a $500 console or whatever. <laughs> you know, and as much as people want to bag on 4K being a gimmick on PC, I got to say, once you're on a 32-inch panel, 4K is looking nice. Because anything lower, is the, it's getting a little loose with those pixels. So 4K is very nice on really, really big panels. So Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe even a TV, I wonder. Yeah, and I've seen 4K gaming on a PC and it's uh, with a television. It's pretty nice. So, but... All right. So that's if that's, you want to learn more about it, there's a big, huge article on PCWorld.com dives into all the different options because you can get all kinds of different tiers. It dives into free sync versus G sync, what you'll save. So go check it out if you want. It is a great article. Yep. Um, moving on to the next topic. Moving on to the next topic, which is me. Do we have any B roll that we can pull out of? I don't oh, know if we can. Oh, man. No, we didn't. Uh, play it. You know what? Let, let, let me load it up. Give, give me a second. Yeah, oh. he's going to load it up. But I'm going to tell you what it is. Basically, um, we saw this at the Skylake X launch, and then it was so cool. I want to take a look at it on video. If you go to PCWorld.com, you can see it. Intel basically set out to do a proof of concept. Now, it's not something that everyone would want to do, but you can do, which is pretty neat. <laughs> is they took a single PC and they got it to run four Vive headsets. So you could, and we did this. We actually had it in our office, in our conference room, and we were able to play. Four people were able to play uh, Bridge Crew, Star Trek Bridge Crew with one PC. Uh-oh. Man, that must have been so badass. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's cool. I mean, a lot of people are saying, why would you ever want to do this? But then you got to think like, God, with VR, it's something. And I, I realized this afterwards. Because, you know, I came by with my kids, we were playing VR, and you're sitting there looking at your phone the whole time, right, while they're taking turns. Like, if you actually could have multiplayer, you know, VR without the cost of then also having another gaming PC, it's cool. Then you might have, you know, Vive headsets are going to get cheaper. If you could play two people with with VR, then then you're basically like, hey... You're you're instead of you sitting there watching the other person, you know, gape their mouth open, you actually get to be in that experience. It's actually so you're both have sitting there. So you're both because you know you know every every time if anybody who has a, a Vive headset uh, and you show it to somebody, you're like, okay, yeah, it's cool, and then they're just kind of like, wow, and you're like, okay, and you're like, you just want to make sure they don't you know trip and fall through a glass table. That's it. But you're bored out of your mind. So I think the ability to play two player and then four player with a single PC is something that's pretty cool. And, and the way Intel did this, of course, is is a little bit of a hack. Um, I don't know if Adam can do it uh, Almost. It's getting there. It's, it's getting there. It's transcoding. Getting. Transcoding, but it's fine. What they did was, so they, they took a, you know, standard tower PC. They put four GPUs in it. They used a 1080 plus three NVIDIA uh, Quadro P4000s. And those are single slot yeah. GPUs. Oh, wait, you're going to, you want to run No, no, no. Yeah, four thousands. So P four three P four thousands. Those cards are basically, you know, they're not cheap, but in performance they fall kind of in between a ten seventy and a ten eighty. It looks like probably closer to a ten lower, 
Lower than a 1070, in fact, actually. I got that wrong. Between a 1060 and a 1070 in performance, probably. And why did they pick those? And they picked those mostly because, um, you know, it's a, it was a standard X299 motherboard. So they needed single-slot GPUs, and nobody really makes single-slot GPUs of any of any performance. So the only way they could do that was using through Quadros. Now, of course, somebody made a single-slot 1070 or 1060 card. I think they could have done that, but there aren't any cards. Uh, and... They booted the machine into a virtual machine. It was a Unraid Server Pro, I believe. Uh, pretty neat. So it runs as a hypervisor. They boot into the, the VM. And then from that, they booted four Windows 10 sessions. And each of the video cards was its own PC, basically. And then they took the 10-core the uh, i9-7900X, and they gave each of those machines you know, two cores and two hyper-threading threads, right? So sort of four cores each. Um, and each of them had their own SATA SSDs. And the last thing they did to sort of make this entire thing work was to use a, uh, an Allegra Pro uh, USB card, which it's a USB card that is made for people who really need high-performance USB 3. It's got four uh, USB controllers on it. So because they did that, um, and Vive does need USB 3, each of the machines got its own USB, own USB 3 controller. So by doing that, they were able to get this entire thing to run for Vive headsets on one PC. Now, it now, really, we're, now we're showing oh, it. Now we're showing it. There this we is, go. This is the box. That's the box right there. That's Unraid. I'm looking at the little tiny screen. So he's setting it up to, to boot into Windows. This is Intel actually came by with his demo. Um, and that's I'm going to pause itself. right here on that. Oh, what is it? Right there. Yeah. Yeah. So that, of course, there's your 7900X and there's your 3P4000 cards. There's your 1080 card. Uh, I think it was a Fantex case. And, of course, it had a Star Trek um, uh, sticker on it. That's the same case I bought for my uh, PC upgrade later this year. Yeah. It's a nice case. I like Fantex. And there's the uh, USB 3. Yeah. There's your USB 3 card. And then you can see all of the GPUs there. Uh, and I think they uh, they put in 64 gigs of RAM. So they just put that among all the, the different virtual machines. I like the Enterprise sticker at the bottom of the case. Yeah. yeah. Classy. And what I like, of course, is we all wore our Star Trek costumes. Uh, well, you forced <laughs> them to wear the Star Trek costumes. Well, you have to if you're going to have a Star Trek party. But it was, you know... It, Highly encouraged. It was pretty neat. I mean, I got to say, yeah, I don't think anybody's going to really do this. I mean, you can, though, which is which is kind of neat in that if you wanted to, those that's your recipe right there. You can do it. Intel did it. You can do it yourself if you wanted to today. But, you know, clearly, I, I think there is a need for multiplayer VR with a single gaming PC. Do you guys think I'm crazy or crazy? I, I actually have a I tore I had a bar in my downstairs living room and I tore it out and I made it into a, vir a Vive virtual reality nook so we can all play VR. <laughs> and I would love if I could just buy another Vive headset and hook it up so I could play with my kids rather than, you know, watching my kids, right. watch my friends, you know, playing Space Pirate Trainer or whatever side by side would be freaking <laughs> awesome. Yeah, and it definitely would be better yeah. to do it with one PC because then it's just the mm -hmm. cost of the headset, right? I mean, mm -hmm. I, don't know if the, I don't know if it's possible with IndirectX to have it I mean, probably not, but if you could have one video card run it, but, you know, I probably not. Maybe, hey, NVIDIA, that, uh, AMD, that's a great use for multi-GPU support, right? So mm -hmm. I don't know who really needs to enable this in the ecosystem, but I think it's pretty cool. What, what do you guys, would you do it? So my question is, like, from a pragmatic standpoint, like, cost-wise, is it really that much more efficient to go with that single PC as opposed to actually building out separate PCs? Like, I'm trying to figure that that angle it's, out here. I, I don't think it would be with the Intel configuration with all those Quadro cards. Yeah. But for maybe a two-player setup, hmm. I think it would. Like, if you could just take two graphics cards and have an 8 or 10-core chip and devote half of that to one setup, half of that to the other, similarly to this, I think that I would love to do that. I would not buy another full PC for another... VR setup, but I'd buy another graphics card and another headset. Not in a minute because it's expensive, but <laughs> as soon as I could. Yeah. Prices dropped. And I, I got to say that thing too is like, because I mean, people say, well, you know, gosh, uh, of course, when you're talking, you know, um, I9 prices, that's kind of a different world, but you say I could build another, you know, two KB Lake boxes instead of having one single, you know, um, 
separate sky like Xbox, right? So we were talking purely on the Intel side. Yes, we know AMD, Ryzen, third order stuff. That's different. Um, even there, it's cheaper to build, you know, Ryzen five boxes than a third order box, sort of, right? So, right. but I, the way I sort of see it is like this machine, when you're not running multiple VR um, Vive settings, you have your 12 or 16 or 10 core machine that you can then throw at your other workloads. If you have two separate gaming boxes, you have two separate gaming boxes. You're not going to be using both CPUs at the same time. With It is more efficient to have one single 12 core, 10 core, okay, I see what you're 16 saying. core. I, so it sounds to me like, so my personal opinion on it, personal opinion on it would be that depending on the use case, then I could definitely see the single PC being a much better choice. So like say if like you're the main person who's going to be using that machine and you need it really powerful to do work, like say what Adam's doing with video, then absolutely. Then like, you know, say like your friends or kids come like are over doing something and you want to hook up extra vibes then great. Right. But I also can see a different use case where say that everyone in the household actually needs their own PC and nobody's really doing a lot of like, you know, high performance work, then it could actually be more pragmatic to actually still have the separate machines. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that works too. I mean, everybody should just have, um, vive, um, backpack. <laughs> kind of gaming PCs and just walk around the house with it. So that would be, and you just have emitters everywhere in your house. That was my joke. I think with a long time ago, we just, you would take a picture of your house when it's really clean. <laughs> you would wear your Vive headset. It's like, Ooh, it's so clean in here. Or, or your desk at work. At your Gordon. desk at work. And it's like, it's great. It's great. But it's actually, you're living in a, in a VR world. So I think it's pretty cool. Uh, is it something clearly not going to happen today? Maybe three years from now. I think it's it's it would be neat if you know if uh, Valve and um, Oculus. If this is something they thought about, though, right? Multiplayer. It you know why not? We're all going to have eight, ten, twelve cores four years from now. They're going to be cheaper than dirt. So why not? Why not do it? So just have one That'd be sweet family bundle deal. Yes, it it'd be a great use for all these new multi-core processors coming out. It could reinvigorate. SLI or you know crossfire yeah even if you just optimize for two player setups I think that's all you would need to make it still very niche but a niche that a lot of people would be attracted to I'd be attracted to it yeah yeah and yeah and arguably VR is already like you know tiny sliver Mm -hmm. of the market you want to break that out into smaller but we're talking years from now so years from now I think it'll happen hopefully so but look 15 minutes yeah I'm keeping track because we are going to be on time, one hour exactly. Is it Bill Talk now? We're just going to Adam's just going to cut it off. We'll be in the middle of, it. and then uh, <laughs> IDG logo flashes. All right, so this because I want to give us the next topic. We're going to update everybody on our builds. So you know we've been doing live builds, um, cool builds. Last one I don't know if you watched. It was a lot of fun. We did. We built a twelve core three hundred per system. Uh, Brad and Lane are going to talk about what else is coming. Adam, I think too, right? Yeah. So, uh, well, f- first let's let's give a because I know some people have been asking. Oh. Uh, you know, a little update on the Threadripper build. How's the testing going? Well, Gordon? testing uh, d- without spoiling too much because it's a fun story. But uh, well, the testing <laughs> was fine. I, I've been running. I had. I have been running um, uh, benchmarks. I ran. Uh, Cinebench, handbrake, did a bunch of stuff, and then I decided to clean up the wiring. Wiring was all cleaned up, then we basically spent some time trying to interior design the colors on it. No one could agree. No one could agree. <laughs> it was, you know, we were just like, what colors should the LEDs be? And I was like, that's why I wanted no LEDs, because it's better just to not. <laughs> you can't make Vegas not tacky, right? So... Uh, and I did, everything was fine. It'd been running for basically three days straight. I did a reboot and went into a boot loop and never came back. So I am trying to troubleshoot it at the moment. I've tried RAM, reseeding CPU a couple times, uh, video card, reseeding that. Um, but it is definitely in some kind of loop. And all I did, it had been running. Again, been running for days, even after the wiring cleanup. No problems. I did a restart um, with the mouse. So not even physically touching anything and never came back. So Hmm. I'm trying to figure it out. Uh, hopefully it's not something too catastrophic, but it does point out one of the problems with new builds that usually, uh, new builds, they let go pretty early on. Uh, some, it's either immediately or within a few days that mm-hmm. if something decides to blow up, some capacitor or some diode or something goes, it usually happens pretty early. So 
Yeah, so it'll die. Like it'll die in a week, or it'll die in three years. <laughs> right. Plus. So I don't know whether it's a motherboard or CPU. One thing I and I just sort of like I had faith in, the, in the, the power supply. I really should just swap the power supply and graphics card just to make sure it's not those. I'm, but I'm almost certain it is not those things. So yeah, we'll. we'll uh, I know we'll, someone we'll else who said something that. like that recently too about a build they were having problems with. Really? Who was it? That was me. No. <laughs> <laughs> you already forgot? It can't be the power supply. No. Yeah, be. I know. Uh, so, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll keep testing that. We promise we'll, we'll follow up with our details, post a video to uh, YouTube. Uh, we do have a, a question from Dave S. on YouTube. Uh, uh, has Elena's wrist got better since the build? How, how's your wrist feeling? Oh, uh, thanks for asking. It, it is improving slowly. Um, if you don't know, my cat and I had a severe disagreement one night. <laughs> and so I've been just waiting for my hand to heal from that. And just it's it's coming along. Cool. Yeah, just I have just, some gnarly scars right now, though. Yeah, just <laughs> nice. look up "scary movie 2 <laughs> cat, cat fight, and you will. It, that will. That's, a good one. that's actually what happened, I think. So, except rougher than that. So yeah, th- through the uh, through the end of the year. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that movie. That scary movie series was great. It's a good one. It's a good one. Uh, so yeah, through the end of the year, we we have some builds planned. Uh, you know, uh, coming up, we ha- we have uh, one based off an article Brad did of uh, Ryzen three. Uh, box, which, which was pretty nice. Uh, yep. We also have a, uh, a Raspberry Pi build that mm-hmm. uh, Elena and I are doing, uh, revolving around some sort of uh, console launch. So Gordon is just gonna how gonna exactly? Go just cover your ears, Gordon. Yeah, cover what is it gonna ears? do? Uh, it's it's gonna play. You it's gonna play some old old school console games. Oh, okay. Uh, but yeah, so nothing you know but know about. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, we we actually have a good one uh, that I'm excited for. The uh, you know we're gonna take on the Xbox One X uh, and build a PC oh. to kind of say, hey, you know, oh, instead of getting an Xbox One X, why don't you get this PC? We'll see if we can do it, or maybe you know. not get this PC because the price is right now still because <laughs> yeah. of mining. So we'll see so, how it goes. We'll see. You could just say, well, we got ours four ninety nine uh and then the uh the we're gonna finish out the year with uh kind of the the best of uh 2017's hardware uh build so you know just the the, the best of everything uh, all in one box uh so it should be a pretty monster build um, oh i see just just this uh morning or last week it was but i wrote it up this morning gigabyte teased that it's having a motherboard of unannounced type launching mm-hmm. on October 5th. Mm-hmm. So there's a very good chance, I think, that those fancy six-core Intel 8th-gen parts might launch on the 5th. So we might need to squeeze one of those in, in the oh. near future, too. What yeah. did they say exactly? It Was it... Uh, did they say... Well, there, <clears throat> there was a rumor. Uh, it popped up on Reddit last week. Uh, the very beginning of last week, maybe the end of the week before, of a screenshot of an inventory system that had the 8700K uh, set to launch on October 5th. And then over this weekend, Gigabyte had a picture of an unidentified motherboard that says October 5th, 2017, Supercharger Performance. What do you guys think this is? Huh. Yeah. So. Also, I really. I'm go- oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, also, I really dig these colors on the LEDs, and we should have used that for the color scheme. Purple? <laughs> Sorry. <It's laughs> Completely nice. not sequitur. <laughs> but just because it was an epic discussion when Gordon was figuring out what colors he wanted in his Threadripper build. I'm sure that's what happened. long time for debating. Well, <laughs> we were sending the colors in the motherboard and the RAM and the sound card. <laughs> so I think at some point it just said, forget it. This is just these colors. It's these like, colors are so bad. This is so tacky. I'm out. I'm out. I'm never coming back. It's just like, what? But yeah. So Brad, is this tweet still up from Gigabyte? Yeah, it, it was as of two hours ago, my time. It, huh. it, was, it was on September 9th. So it's been a couple of days. Damn. Hmm. But nice. it doesn't say what is, I mean, for all we no, know, it, it's like, it's an awesome Z, Z270 board, right? I mean. It, it very well could be, but between the previous leaks and rumors about October 5th possibly being the launch date, if you look at the picture, 
Uh, it only has the four memory slots. It doesn't have more, so it's probably not an X299 or X399 board. So yeah. it kind of it leans towards Z370 to me. Did, was it was a Gigabyte or MSI that, and I, this is a little bit of a side chat here, but they actually, I don't know if you guys followed this, but they came out with a motherboard that specifically only supports KB Lake X. So it's LGA 2066. It's the big old fat socket that Skylake X is in. But for the, you know, what everybody has said is the confusing <clears throat> KB Lake X part. But they're like, look, we're going to make a board only for this CPU. For only the three for overclockers who want one of these. <laughs> and don't I, mind getting a you know, CPU. Yeah, I mean, that's what it is, right? I mean, but it is, I mean, that, but that KB Lake X part, that thing will, that thing will overclock like, like crazy. So. And I, I gotta say, and I should have I should have brought it in here, but I have a, I outside I have a Skylake X uh, digital storm system, four seven all cores, so eight core Skylake X, not a not a not a ten core because you're not probably not gonna hit four seven and all ten, but this is like eight cores pushing four seven, so I gotta imagine KB Lake X on a motherboard dedicated only to it, man, you're gonna be pushing five low fives, I would think, right? Jeez. Yeah, but I mean, to Brad's point, do you really think that Gigabyte's going to make that big of a deal of it on yeah. their Twitter feed? Like, <laughs> it's a very specific market you're talking about. Like, you know how we're talking about VR, sliver of a sliver? It's kind of like that realm. Yeah, this, and five overclockers you want to Yeah, I'm just saying, <laughs> we don't. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's clearly the worst kept secret in the world, right? So <laughs> there's a lot of controlled leaks, I think, right now, because Intel. I think they want to push back against uh, Ryzen, so that's why we're seeing all these leaks. Right, where accidentally the boxes appear. <laughs> yeah. yeah, accidentally on on purpose, right? And it's just kind of it's it's coming, right? Clearly, a six a six core Coffee Lake part is Oops. coming, or whatever the heck it's called. Is that what it's called? <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know what it's called. Right? Is it eighth gen part? I don't know. I mean, I think it's eighth gen, eighth gen but we just don't know what like architecture right it falls under yeah i to me that i mean you know, we don't know till we've we've we find out we can say it, but to me it doesn't matter it just matters about price i think so but yeah huh. true so uh let's wrap up this uh this talk of upcoming pc builds by saying stay tuned uh we will uh make event <laughs> listings on youtube for for when you can uh chime in you, you can actually set a little reminder uh on youtube to say hey ping, oh, really? ping me when they go live yeah when, cool. when, when you make it a live event uh so we'll be doing that uh you know we also are making uh stories on on pc world so you check it out uh and one last thing on this um unless you guys have anything uh if 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 there's anything that that you want to see next year, you know we're starting to kind of slot in stuff for next year. If there's anything you want to see, uh, tweet at us, you know, and say, yeah. hey, the, the what about this kind of build? I think it would be cool to to see Gordon drink a bunch of beer and do this kind of build. Uh, a lot of people did enjoy your 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 beer drinking, Gordon. Ultra budget <laughs> with integrated graphics. Yeah, ultra budget. Do they want to see his speed build? Esports. I want I kind of wonder if people just want to see like build it as fast as you can, kind of stuff. Like I, like I race, not necessarily a race. No, but I think I we should race. Know what I kind of like that. You yeah. mean the opposite of our last build? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the way to do it. I don't know what's wrong with people because that is a way to build a system. It's just kind of like yeah. hang out, drink beer, and like it's like cast that cast that fishing line and just. Do you want to go back and sit in, in your cubicle and work? I mean, what the <laughs> hell? <laughs> you want to go back and do work? What is wrong with people? I don't understand. What's that's just like they have the wrong wrong philosophy on building a PC. Nice. Just waste as much time as you could possibly do on it. <laughs> All right, so yeah, we'll uh, we'll have fun with that. Uh, let's finish up with some uh, some awesome questions. Oh. We've got what Ooh. you know, like ten minutes uh, to to get some questions in. So you, if you have any questions, technically six for six. these nerds, uh, chat them in uh, on Facebook or YouTube. And, I got a and we'll we'll answer them. Oh, wh well, you got a question? What, what's your question? I got a question. Mm -hmm. I heard the Wrath Cooler, the Wraith Cooler, not Wrath. Wraith Cooler's on sale, Brad. Already, finally on. You can buy it on Newegg. Uh, you could buy it on Amazon the other oh, day, Amazon. but it sold out lickety split. It was originally launched, <laughs> I think, like July twenty seventh. What? Well, yeah. what is it? The I mean, it's a it's a heat sink, man. But it's pretty. I mean, but can't. But, I mean, it's pretty. I mean, what what is AMD like? Put the order and how many, boss? I don't know, ten maybe. <laughs> All right, make it thirty. Okay, and now and they sold out. 
a lot of people are looking for that who are looking to do their all <laughs> AMD builds, get the nice RGB cooler up there. That's their that's their only uh, standalone cooler they've ever sold. So it's pretty cool, but I just don't understand what is up with the. They need to like okay, Tim Cook. You're going to, like, go over to AMD, help with some supply chain stuff? Because it's like, <laughs> you just, yeah, I don't know. I don't it's understand how you could obvious. be run, running out of coolers already. It's obviously for enthusiasts, and they're just probably released a little bit of them to see how it goes. Because, I mean, it's 60 bucks. Yeah. Realistically, you could spend 30 bucks on, a, you know, 212 Evo yeah. and probably do even better. So Oh, I didn't know it was that expensive because that yeah. that's almost knocked your range. You can get like a real yeah. cooler at that point. So Thank you, you spend another 10 bucks, you can step up. You're nice. probably paying for the flashy, flashy lights. Yeah, okay. Okay, now I understand. All right. It's That's purely fair. for the enthusiasts. They said that when they were announcing it, I believe, that, hey, we're doing this. Enthusiasts ask us for it. We'll put it out, but we don't want to crap on our partners. Okay. So, all right, I take bucks. it. I take it all back. Don't try to hire Tim Cook. <laughs> Hello? Tim Cook here. Oh, it's Lisa over at AMD. Oh, never mind. Forget it. Never we mind. Don't. Yeah. Well, hello? What? Yeah. <laughs> All right. We, we got some questions uh, piling up, so let's uh, let's burn through them real quick. Uh, from David Troboshkek, uh, do you think that NVIDIA Volta is the main reason for delay of 4K 1440 hertz panels from AU Optronics? Um, it might be. Because uh, realistically... No graphics card today can power a 144 hertz monitor. But if you look at the specs for those AUO uh, G-Sync HDR monitors, they're really cranking them, man. They're going fast. They have low response time. They have HDR. They're at least a thousand nits. I bet you that thing's a pain in the ass to build. <laughs> and it's just taking them longer than expected. <laughs> they had to announce it at... Uh, CES because AMD announced FreeSync 2 at CES, so I I doubt that they would let that go unchallenged. Yeah, but still, I mean, we I I saw the thing in front of my eyes in January, and we're still not there yet. So I can't imagine gorgeous. It's gorgeous. It is truly gorgeous. Would they really sit <laughs> on that just for Volta? I don't think so. I think they're having manufacturing problems with it. I mean, that's that's got to be a hard panel to make, right? And maybe it's just because, yeah, it was already be supposed to be 1500 bucks, right? Well, that and it's just it could be a volume thing, right? So just speaking to the point you just made about the Wraith cooler, right? right. They probably don't want to release 10 of them and then just, you know, anger everybody. They probably want to have a certain amount that they're able to. There's like a hardware else. unicorn land. They're just like, <laughs> they got the, got the 4K HDR G-Sync panel sitting there with like the, the, the Vega 64s and also some Wraith coolers, right? So. <laughs> All of Razor's uh, projects that they show at CES. <laughs> Project Christine, yes. Yeah. Uh, all right, uh, Fact of Reality TV. Uh, if I told you I have developed, designed, blueprint, and prototyped a new cooling system, uh, it's a hybrid, uh, to keep any component at 40 degrees Fahrenheit, would you be interested? I think he's making a, a pitch for us. Oh, a pitch for us. <laughs> well, Wait, the Fahrenheit? That, that's, that's what he's saying. I, I, I don't know. I, for us, you know, we look at products, um, after they're produced. So definitely if you have something like that, I'd love to see it. If it's actually done, <laughs> not just some Kickstarter, you know, where you vanish in the middle of the night, like everybody on Kickstarter, not everybody does to be fair, but I'm just saying, um, it yeah, if it's a real product, we'd love to see it. Um, that'd be cool. Um, but you know, clearly, literally, you're going to want to go with somebody who can manufacture it for you or you're going to want to get your patents and all that stuff. So and I ju I'm just having these thoughts of like people who work in Hollywood, they never want to see because everybody in Hollywood, just so you know, because I've talked to some Hollywood types <laughs> like the two that I know, everybody wants to shop them. Uh. Everyone wants to show them their script. And like you never want to see somebody's script because the minute you've seen that script, you could be a part of a lawsuit when they sue the studio because the stud they sent it to the studio and the studio already has a project in the works. Like they don't want to see your damn script. Because we've been working on this thing for four years with J.J. Abrams. We went and then, you know, there's a big lawsuit, blah, blah, blah. So you want to definitely. Yeah, you're if it's something that revolutionary, definitely work on producing it in secret with somebody who can produce it. So there you go. Good, yeah. good advice. But wow. we would love to see it when it's done. Cause that'd be kind of cool. Although I will say mm -hmm. I have seen an entire case with an air conditioner in it, an air conditioner <laughs> in it, to keep all the components cool. <laughs> what Not era exactly. was that? 
it must have been there. It must have been, it was at P4 days. So mm. it would have been like 2003, <laughs> 2004. And it had a small air conditioning unit. And I'm not kidding. It wasn't a Peltier. It was a small air conditioning unit in the front of the machine that would blow cold air into the. What's the measuring uh, unit for that BTUs? <laughs> I don't, it was definitely not enough to keep everything at 40 degrees Fahrenheit. Okay. So if it, if it did, your power bill would, would. You know, you'd be it'd be cheaper to mine bitcoins. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right. Uh, good good question from uh, Greenbits. Uh, he finally found an RX five eighty eight gigabyte uh, in stock and grabbed it, uh, but Ooh. it's from uh, Gigabyte Auris uh, Auris whatever. Auris. I, uh, what do you, what do you guys think of those cards? Should he be worried? I've only played with a couple, and I think they're great. They are uh, really well designed. They they have the triple can- fan cooling solution that isn't loud. Uh, they tend to push overclocks all right and keeps things cool. Uh, I would not hesitate to buy it if you can find it at a decent price. Well, he, he he did find it. Uh, let me. How f- much? How much? Uh, wow, I don't. Is know. he going to flip it? I just like I can't believe we live in the <laughs> in the world of hardware flipping because he could take that five eighty, flip it, and get a ten eighty, right? Uh, so I'm Damn I'm close. I'm I'm not familiar with this sign, but three hundred and forty, and it looks like an E. Like euros? That. Oh, so uh, 340 euros? I guess, so that's yeah, so. pretty reasonable for 580, right? Uh, uh, foreign markets are very different from ours, so. yeah. yeah. but it sounds like it. Wow. Because I mean, like that, uh, like that's like you hit like, that's like you're, you're lo- you better go out and buy a lottery ticket too, because. Sounds like there's a small markup on it, but not like a huge one. But still, like, when's the last time you've heard of anybody actually getting a 580 card? <laughs> it's just like, I've, it's been like years. I got a notice <laughs> from Newegg last week where they're like, we have like 570s and 580s back in stock. And I was like, all right, I'll bite. I'll go and look. And It was already out of stock when you got there? No, but they, the markup on that, I was like, you got to be kidding me. These are four gigabyte cards, oh. not even the eight gigabyte cards. I'm like, I wouldn't bite for how this much, price. Well, how much were they? Oh, I think the 580 I was looking at was in the 300s. So that's a pretty, a pretty high market for a four gig card. There was a big blow up over the weekend because uh, <clears throat> the official Radeon account tweeted, hey, RX 570s are back in stock at Best Buy for only $280. <laughs> and everyone's like, come on, man. Don't don't make yourself don't say only two hundred and eighty bucks. Don't do that. And it was a, it was a big. A lot of people were upset about it. Actually, they were just they just felt it was what rubbing salt into a wound. Yeah, that's oh, over a hundred dollars over MSRP. So, wow, that's, yeah, that's a. Wound. But you know, I I guess I could. It's realistic. It's like you you look their back around. It's only <laughs> and it is actually like cheaper than what you might have gotten it for two months before, right? So right, it is still only technically. But <laughs> I mean, when it's from the official account, I think the first question I would have if I was looking for one would be, why don't you make more so supply isn't an issue? <laughs> we can't. The wraith coolers are ahead of line in it. <laughs> yeah, once we get the wraith coolers done, <laughs> one conveyor belt. One conveyor belt to the yes. <laughs> it's like it's like that as Simpsons cartoon where they open the door up and is that guy and the, the, the somebody said I look like him but it was like the guy with the glasses the oh, old guy. Uh, Wait, I don't know what the character is. Yeah, I know who you're talking he's about. looking up. He's building the guy coolers. got hit in the groin with the football. I yeah, don't know exactly what you're about. <laughs> I, I, I want to call him Milton. But I it's know, like Milton. I, I thought make some too. more 580 cards. <laughs> I'm making wraith coolers. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, we, we got one last question, then we'll wrap it up because uh, we're at an hour. Um, David uh, is asking another question. Uh, do you think that the i7 8700K overclocked will have the same multi-threaded performance as Ryzen 7 overclocked? Uh, I think if you're looking at a, a well, oh gosh, over well, it would depend on the application. Yeah, so I think it's going to very much depend if you're looking at a pure pure multi-threaded application. Cinebench is great. Um, 3D renderers are great. I mean, really good commercial 3D renderers, workstation class apps that really give you that that payoff per core. Yeah, it's... it's. Uh, I still think in that case, Ryzen 7 uh, is going to win because for the most part, overclocks, it takes an awful lot, in my experience, it takes a really, really huge overclock to overcome the advantage of having real cores uh, or, you know, SMT hyperthreading behind it. So I think in like Cinebench, my prediction, Ryzen 7 will still be faster, even overclock both of them. Even even 8700, overclock like crazy. 
probably still will be an advantage, slight advantage for Ryzen 7. Uh, the vast majority of applications are not that heavily multi-threaded, are not that efficient. I got to say 8700K looks like it will give Ryzen 7 probably a good run for its money in a lot of applications. It'll either be really close or faster in the you know most games. The vast majority of, of applications that don't really need, you know, 16 threads and the vast majority don't. So, yeah, it's going to it's going to have it's going to be a competitive part. Is it going to be competitive competitively priced? I don't know. So it'll it'll be a good race. It will be a good race. So we'll it's see. been a hell of a year, man. Been a good time to be in uh, PC DIY space. And we still haven't seen. Look, we still haven't seen eighteen, sixteen core parts. There's rumors of those six core Coffee Lake parts. We've got laptop parts coming out. I know, it's laptops. insane. Who would have thought it'd be exciting to like see what's happening in the laptop space? Right, and more Max Q parts. Max Q ten seventy. Haven't seen one yet. Max Q ten sixty. Haven't seen that yet. I were, I really want to see what the the ODMs can do with those. So. Volta. And Volta, you're right. AMD, or gosh, I'm sorry. That, <laughs> NVIDIA will just something like just drop that one day when you don't expect it. So, yeah. But so. I, yeah, I don't know what else. And who knows what else? AMD, you got to think they're probably like, okay, Intel's ahead of us now. Here's 24 cores or something. You know, who knows, <laughs> right? Crazy, crazy year. Crazy time. 17. Crazy okay. time. Well, we almost hit one hour. We were close. Very close. Yeah. Pretty close. Okay. Let's wrap it up. Wrap it up. <clears throat> Okay, check back in two weeks for your fix of PC Talk on the Full Nerd. For audio listeners, subscribe to us on iTunes. Give us a review every time you do. A CPU is successfully overclocked. <laughs> also, you can find us on Google Play or Stitcher. Send questions and comments to the full nerd at PCWorld.com. I will check it once in a while. In the meantime, I'm making those Wraith coolers as fast as I can. <laughs> also, if you're looking at us on YouTube... Click somewhere down here, left or right. There's a subscribe button because something good happens somewhere in the world of PC gaming. Thanks for coming. I'm Gordon Ung with Brad Charkas. Send us your build suggestions. Oh, yes. That yes. too. Elaine Yee. Bye, everyone. And Adam Patrick Murray will take us out. Hey, you got my name right. Sweet. <laughs>